Yo, yo, roll those blunts and pack those bowls. You know what time it is. Every day. Every night. All the time. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to another week of Earbuds with your boy, Buddha Brad, a.k.a. the Lyrical Analyst Inspired by Cannabis. And I got a fun show for you this week. But before we get into it, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Hit the pause button, go to the description, and follow the link to the song. If you haven't heard it yet, pause it, listen to it, and then come right back. Go on. I'll be waiting for you. Go on. You back? Good. Now before we do anything else, I'm gonna need you guys to join me for one of the holiest of holiest rituals that we have here on Earbuds. So can you please take a moment and join me for this chronic break? Bite the pillow, we about to go in. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you're just wet and soft. Bird, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Michelet, looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo. It kept on stomping. Well, y'all motherfuckers move straight out of camp. Aw, shit. No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Yo, this song right here, probably going down in the history books as one of the best fucking diss tracks out there. It's funny, it's witty, it's got great wordplay, and he just fucking lyrically dismantles other MCs. Yo, after the song came out, dude, it really fucking changed the game. It set the bar so high that if you were going to diss another MC, you had to do it like this, or better, because anything else after this was just weak shit. This song is an example of what happens when you poke the fucking bear. I mean, we've all heard the saying, shoot or shoot. But in the hip-hop community, and in a rap battle, or if you're taking shots at an MC, you better fucking make sure that your shot is on point and that you hit your target. You gotta finish them, because if you don't, God knows what's gonna happen next. Everything you say can and will be used against you. It'll be used against you in the court of law and in the fucking court of the hip-hop community, man. Because these MCs are going to take your words, they're going to twist them around, and they're going to shoot it right back at you. So most of you guys probably already know the history of Ice Cube and NWA. Long story short, he was a member, but he left. He felt like he wasn't getting rewarded for the work he put in, wasn't getting the fruits of his labor, and it's like, fuck it, this is a slave-ass contract, man. I'm not getting paid on this. So he left, he bounced, and he started his own company, right? No hard feelings on his end. He didn't uh, diss them in America's Most, which was his debut album. And, uh, you know, he thought things were great. So the first shot was taken by NWA on their song 100 Miles and Running. Now, they didn't mention Ice Cube by name, but they got their point across. Here, take a listen. Started with five and then one couldn't take it and now we're four because the fifth couldn't make it? 
Yo, man, if I was Ice Cube, I'd be fucking pissed also. I mean, dude, you guys left on a fucking, you know, decent term. You told them, yo, I got no beef with you. I don't like our manager. I don't like the slave-ass contract. I'm not getting paid. Fuck it, man, I'm gone. No hard feelings. You guys do you, I'm gonna do me. So now imagine you've had this conversation or you think everything's settled and then you're chilling and then you hear all these fucking comments about you. People are now saying, nah, man, the reason why you left is not because of the contract. It's because you couldn't cut it. You couldn't make it with NWA. You weren't even worthy of being here in the first place. I mean, if I was Ice Cube, I'd obviously lose my mind because he wrote a lot of songs on Easy es debut album and a lot of songs on fucking NWA's debut album. So how are you going to tell me that I don't deserve to be here when I'm the whole fucking reason, well, pretty much the whole fucking reason that we're here? Like, my lyrics are a big contributing factor to y'all's success. So being hurt, Ice Cube obviously had to say something, even if it's just a warning shot. You know, like letting off a pistol in the air. During the last verse on Jacking for Beats, Ice Cube makes a reference to 100 miles and running. And this is how the lyric goes. And if I jack you and you keep coming, I'll have your ass marked 100 miles and running. Then I have to show and prove and use your rules, cause suckers can't fade the shoes. And if I jack you and you keep coming, I have you marked 100 miles and run. Ice Cube uses this punchline to address the comment on 100 miles and running. And he tells him, okay, you took your shot, now I'm jacking you up, and if you want to come back at me, I'll have you guys as marked men, someone with a bounty on their head, and you guys are going to be running for 100 miles. He's giving them a warning saying that, yo, if we end this right here, right now, that's it. But if you come back at me, understand that I'm going to have to finish this. So what did NWA do when they heard this? I mean, they couldn't take it lying down. They had to shoot back. These guys are from the streets. And on top of that, they're hip-hop artists. And hip-hop is one of the most competitive art forms out there. So on NWA's second album, all that cutesy, coy, hidden messages, gone. Out the window. They went straight at Ice Cube in a very disrespectful way. So they had like a 48-second interlude that goes by the name of A Message to B.A., Benedict Arnold. And all it is is just fucking fans calling in and insulting Ice Cube. They're calling him a pussy, saying that he sucks, he's off from Compton, he's a punk. You know, like, there's no rap in this. It's literally just people calling him and insulting him. Dr. Dre starts it off, and then MC Ren comes in with some fucking foul-ass shit. A message to Benedict Arnold. No matter how hard you try to be, here's what they think about you. Dude, that's bad. But now listen to MC Ren turn it up a notch. Yeah, nigga, when we see your ass, we gonna cut your hair off and fuck you with a broomstick. Think about it, punk motherfucker. Cut off your hair and fuck you in the ass with a broomstick? Dude, if someone said that to me, obviously I'd be offended. I mean, that's so vivid, that's so fucking violent. As the album plays, the insults keep coming. And the song always into something. Dr. Dre actually describes going to go pick up MC Ren, hearing three shots, and those shots are coming from MC Ren, and they're aimed at O'Shea. They're aimed at Ice Cube. Pain, in my lap as I roll up the blocks. The scoop up Ren, I heard shots. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
two, three. Then I seen a nigga hop in the fence and it was red on the motherfucking trigger. He got in the bins and said, Ray, I was speaking to your bitch, O'Shea. And now you roll on. I seen the patrol on creep. So Dr. Dre on the song, Real N-I-double-G-A-Z, once again calls Ice Cube a traitor, calls him Benedict Arnold again. The verse goes, we started off with too much cargo, so I'm glad we got rid of Benedict Arnold. Yo, here, check it out. We started out with too much cargo, so I'm glad we got rid of Benedict Arnold. Yo, N-W-A, criticized for what we say, but I'ma do this shit anyway, cause I'm the mother... Alright man, if you're Ice Cube, you're saying fuck it, enough is enough. I gave you a warning, you didn't listen, now I'm gonna have to finish this. So, No Vaseline is actually given a lot of credit for dismantling N.W.A. After this song came out, not only did N.W.A. not respond, shortly after they were no longer a group. Remember at the beginning when I said that if you're going to take a shot, make sure you kill him and that anything you say can be used against you? Well, Ice Cube teaches N.W.A. this lesson firsthand. He takes all the insults that they have been directing at him, puts it in this nice, boiling, vengeful dish, and serves it fucking hot. So No Vaseline is actually the last track on the album Death Certificate. Now, let me take a moment to talk about this for a second. Like I said, this song destroyed NWA's career. It dismantled the group. And it's on the fucking album Death Certificate. So that means when NWA received the album Death Certificate, they literally got a death certificate for their fucking careers. Boom. Mind blown. Being Ice Cube's last song on this album, I really, really appreciate his approach to this. In the intro, he's acting like this is the last thing on his mind and that he forgot something. Like something we would forget on a shopping list. And then all of a sudden, he remembers. And the first thing he replies back to is a message to B.A. and all those voicemails that these fans left. Actually, Ice Cube takes a snippet of these voicemails and then he plays them and then he twists them around and then they start becoming voicemails left by Ice Cube fans dissing N.W.A. They're saying that N.W.A. sucks. They're saying that they went to a concert and Ice Cube wasn't there so they wanted their money back. They actually make fun of DJ Yella and Dr. Dre for being part of a group called the World Class Wrecking Crew which wasn't a gangster crew at all. They looked like Rick James with their fucking perms and their fucking lipstick and lace and like all this flashy gear. They were the exact opposite of what NWA was. Here, let's take a listen to the full intro. Damn. Forgot to do something. Uh, oh yeah, it ain't over, motherfuckers. The motherfucking saga continues. Y'all motherfuckers ready for it, WA? Get the fuck up!
Now that cargo punchline. Do you remember? Dr. Dre said, Nothing, you idiots. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. Whoops. That's not what he said. Dr. Dre actually said, We started off with too much cargo, so I'm glad we got rid of Benedict Arnold. Yo. Ice Cube's response to this is, I started off with too much cargo, dropped four, and now I'm making all the dough. I started off with too much cargo, dropped four niggas, now I'm making all the dough. White man just fooling. The niggas with attitudes, who you fooling? In this line, Ice Cube is saying, no motherfucker, I dropped you. I dropped you guys as my cargo, as that extra dead weight that I've been carrying. Now all that money I was going to make, I'm going to keep it for my fucking self. And I won't have to care or worry about any of you fuckers. Now the next punchline is probably one of my favorites. The reason why I like it so much is because it uses poetic license. Now poetic license allows you to change the sound of a word or the use of a word for the sake of poetry. So the punchline goes like this. Calling me Arnold what? You Benedict. Easy E saw your ass and went in it quick. So the punchline is Arnold Benedict. But with the poetic license, it sounds like Arnold Benedict. You calling me Arnold? You Benedict, Dr. Dre. Easy E saw your ass and went in it quick. So with this punchline, he's able to address these Benedict Arnold comments and at the same time, Call fucking Dr. Dre a dick, saying, bro, you are what you eat. Calling me Arnold, you been a dick. Easy E saw your ass and went in it quick. Another punchline that I really like is the Kunta Kinte one. And the reason for that is because it has multiple layers behind it. For those of you that don't know, Kunta Kinte is a character in the book Roots. And essentially, he's a slave. And there's a famous scene where he's being whooped by a slave trader to change his African name to the name Toby, the slave name that they're giving him. A lot of you probably know the Family Guy reference. What's your name? Toby with an I, with an accent over the I, and a little line over the O, so you know it's a long vowel sound and not a short one. And sometimes I like to dot the eye with a little smiley face or a heart or something. Something to brighten the reader's day. I asked you what your name was. Honey, you keep that up. It's whatever you want it to be. So obviously the book and the movie is a lot more serious when it comes to tone than how Family Guy is portraying it. But anyways, let's listen to the punchline. Now they got the villain with a purse and high heels. So don't believe what Rins say. Cause he's going out like tooth to kick tape. But I got a whip for you, Toby. Used to be my homie, now you act like you don't know me. It's a case of divide and conquer. Cause you let a juice break up my crew. House nigga got a running high. Yelling captain, but you moved to Riverside. So don't So what are the layers of this punchline? At first, it sounds like Ice Cube is comparing MC Ren to another black man that was brutally whipped. But let's peel back the layer for a second. Let's peel back the onion. He's calling MC Ren a fucking slave. He's saying that, dude, you are a phony. You're acting real hard on these records, but you're pussy whipped by your manager, the owner of the company, and you're in a slave ass contract. You are no longer a free person. I walked away because this was a slave contract and I wanted to be my own man. But you, you stuck around. You went from a N-word with attitude to whatever you are now. 
They whooped you into shape, boy. You went from Kunta Kinte to Toby. Alright, now we're going to get into one of my favorite parts when it comes to dissecting a song. The pop cultural references. So the first pop cultural reference I want to talk about is the one in regards to Michelle Now who is Michelle Michelle was this female R&B singer who was originally signed to Easy es Ruthless record and then moved on to Dr. Dre's Death Row. But honestly, she was more than that. She was engaged to Dr. Dre and they had a kid together, Marcel. And let me tell you, this was not a match made in heaven. Dr. Dre was physically, emotionally, and verbally abusive. He gave her like five black eyes, he cracked her rib, he broke her nose. She needed to get fucking cosmetic surgery to get that fixed. And to top it all off, he took a shot at her. Man, he fucking loaded up a gun and he took a shot at her. And the only reason this relationship ended is because she found out that he was engaged to another woman. The second pop culture reference is to Willie D's Let a Ho Be a Ho. Now, Ice Cube references that song in No Vaseline. Take a listen. So some of you might be asking yourself, who is Willie D? Well, Willie D was a member of the Ghetto Boys. And now you might be asking, do I know any Ghetto Boy songs? Well, chances are you probably heard this one. Yeah, that's right. It's the same group whose song is played during the infamous printer scene in the movie Office Space. You know, the scene where they take the fucking printer in like a random field and they beat the shit out of it, they kick it, and they bash it with a bat? That scene. And in case you wanted to listen to that song, the name of the song is Still, S-T-I-L-L, by the Ghetto Boys. To wrap this blunt up, the last thing I want to discuss is the underlying tone of the song. Is an underlying tone of black versus white supremacy. I mean, you hear it throughout. He's calling NWA slaves. He's referring to living in the house with a master. And there's many more. So what's the reason for this tone? My opinion is because of four words. The Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam is this black religious and political movement. The ideology is black unity and black strength while rejecting anything the white slavers have taught you. Some members changed their last name to an X. Malcolm X did it, and Muhammad Ali, before becoming Muhammad Ali, was Cassius X. So the reason why they changed their last name is because they believe that the last name that was given to their family was actually the name of the slave owner that used to own their family. And they're trying to detach themselves from that history. So the reason why they choose X is because in mathematics, X is a symbol of the unknown. They don't know their last name, and that's why they put X. So what does this have to do with Ice Cube? Well, around the time Ice Cube wrote this song, Ice Cube actually converted to Islam through the Nation of Islam. He says he's not a member, but he values their teachings. And with that, comes an ending of another smoke sesh. So ash those joints and clean out those filters.
So for next week's song, I'm going to be playing Better Days by an artist, Reason. Reason is actually label mates with Kendrick Lamar on Top Dog Entertainment. I'll have the link to the song in the description. And as always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for giving me your feedback. Without you guys, I'm not going to get any better. So I really, really appreciate you. Anyways, thanks for joining the smoke sesh here at Earbuds with your homeboy, Buddha Brad. Peace out, y'all. Yeah, yeah. T H E O. Some soul shit. Yeah. Look. A lot of niggas pray for whips while hoping to get their cheddar raised. <laughs> I'm just praying for better days. They hit the block with Glocks and Leboretta spray. Damn. I'm just praying for better days. My older cousin been dabbling in cocaine sniffing. Love him to death, but feeling like I can't hang with him. Went to Atlanta to hopefully get some change with him. Woke up the next morning, the nigga chain missing. No well. Pray for his safety, but hardly miss him. Shame that when I make it, we can't be. All right, my peeps. And with that comes an end to another smoke sesh. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And I hope you guys learned something new.